welcome back to the Low Bottom High Rise podcast with me, Moira Kasaba. You guys, I'm so excited to do these Ask Me Anything sessions, these Ask Me Anything episodes. There is nothing that I enjoy more. If you kind of heard the intro of how this all came to be, there's nothing I love more than just a Q&A. You know, it's my, it's my opportunity to really serve you guys, right? It's your actual questions. It's the things that I can't tell you how many times I've been on a podcast listening um, where I'm just like, oh, I wish I could ask them this specific thing that could really, really impact my life if I just knew this. So this is your opportunity, you know, shoot me a message either on Instagram via DM. You can email me the email. My email address is below in the show notes, Um, but I want to know all your questions so I can answer all of your questions. And so I've gotten a ton of them and I'm going to do my best to answer all of them in these short little episodes. But today, what I want to answer is something that's also been on my heart a lot lately. And that is somebody asked me, it's an interesting question. How do you handle fear around leadership? And I was like, hmm, I'm, you know, there could be a few different ways that that could be construed question wise. And so I kind of want to answer it from a few different vantage points. And, you know, if we're talking about fear as step, fear in stepping up as a leader, that's very real for a lot of people, right? It's, it was very real for me. It can still be real for me on many days. Um, But I can remember when I really started to cultivate a big following, a big team, you know, whether it's my team of assistants behind the scenes with Team MK, where they like, oh my gosh, the show could not go on literally without them. Um, I adore them. Whether it's leading that team, whether it's leading my coaching team, which is, you know, thousands upon thousands of people, whether it is leading my family or leading my mastermind, you know, these high achieving women that I get to come alongside and and lead and teach and pour into every week. But what came up for me about a decade ago, maybe eight years, was when I started to really develop a huge team in, you know, my, my direct sales company. And I felt this pressure. I felt this fear, this anxiety of, I don't know how to be a leader. Like, how, how do I do this? And so what I learned in those moments, I hope takes some pressure off of this big thing that we call leadership for you. And so what I realized is to step into true leadership, for me, it required two things that everyone can do. It required me to be the pace car, right? It required me to be the leader of the pack, set the example. Without that, you're not going to have much influence as a leader, right? If you are, let's say you're in a sales job and you know maybe you're the manager, but maybe you're selling to, or maybe you have a history of that. You have to sell at a really high level to set the expectation, to set the, the tone for what is expected, for what is normal, that it's doable because you have done that, right? So you have to be the pace car. You have to lead by example. But here's the beautiful thing. So often there's a disconnect between, but how do I, how do I like, you know, what presentation do I give? What slideshow do I create? And it does not have to be that. If you are in the doing, if you are being the pace car, all you have to do to be a good leader in that situation is turn around and tell them exactly what you're doing. 
right? Exactly what you're doing. Meaning at this time, I remember coming back from a really big conference and, you know, I have leaders on my team and then I have people that are just starting. And I decided to start kind of a daily series where I said, listen to my leaders, I said, let's rotate where once a day, one of us will go live in our community and it sounds elementary, but it's not. I said, you will, at the end of your work block, go live into the page and just literally walk everyone through exactly what you did, right? It might be, I woke up, I did my book of proof, I you know, um, had a cup of coffee or I went and worked out. For me, this is really what my mornings look like. I do my book of proof and then I went and worked out. I, you know, listened to some personal growth as I was getting ready in the morning after I got out of the shower. Then I sat down to my computer and I posted on social media. I sent 10 messages to this group. I followed up with the people that were in my group last month. This is the message that I sent them. Then I got on a one-on-one call with this person. Then I got on a training call to learn, you know, Instagram or whatever it is. You're literally, if you are the pace car, if you are doing well, if you are showing up and crushing it, all you got to do is turn around and tell them what you did. But it has to be drilled down to those tiny, tiny, little, teeny, tiny daily activities instead of, you know, these concepts that we give them. And that went so far with my team, guys. That's what people want to know. How many times have you heard someone say, if I could just follow you around for the day or thought if I could just follow them around for the day, right? If I could just be a fly on the wall. Well, we all get that, right? We all understand that concept. So that's what you are translating to them, right? You are telling them as if they are a fly on the wall, as if they're sitting next to you, as if they are following you around all day, they are seeing every little teeny tiny thing that you're doing because as a leader, you are not just doing the work, right? The actual tactile work tasks. You are showing up at a different level. You might go into a meeting that you're totally nervous about. How did you prepare for that, right? Was there a prayer? Was there a meditation? Was there a dance party to psych up your energy? Like what was that? There is nothing that I enjoy more than when I am backstage, big time presentate uh, presenters, you know, going out keynote speakers and I see their behind the scenes process. You know, I see some people meditating, getting quiet, getting intentional, tuning in. I see some people doing push-ups, Amberly Lago. I see some people like jumping up and down, like getting their physiology prepped and ready. I love to see the behind the scenes, right? I don't want just a presentation on you should start your keynote with a story, then have three key points and da-da-da-da-da. Like, no, how do you actually do this thing? That's when change happens. That's when true leadership shows up. So know that you got to be the pace car and then you got to turn around and just tell them what you did. That is where I really started with leadership. Now, since then, I have, you know, a keynote speech actually called Radical Leadership and it is radically different. That's why it's called Radical Leadership. And there's six points that I I go through and I actually have a podcast episode. I'll link that episode in the show notes where I deep dive into these different pillars to be a radically successful leader of leaders. 
and I'll just run through them really quickly. Number one, self-leadership, right? That's kind of where we talked about being the pace car. Number two, you've got to cast a vision, right? There's a lot to be said about that. Casting the vision. If your team doesn't know the goal, if your team doesn't know the mission, if the team doesn't know the vision of what you're trying to build, of where you're trying to go, then they're not on board because they don't know what boat to board, right? So you have to cast the vision. Number three, you have to speak life. And this is a little radically different, right? We're not talking to a lot of high-level leaders about building belief in their people, building, just speaking life into them. You know, so often we get it misconstrued with, I'm a leader and now I need to hold an expectation and and kind of be hard on people. Not in my book, right? Radical leadership is speaking life, building belief. When you build belief in people, your game, your job is over, right? Like game over, game on, I should say, game on. Like they are going to rise. Number four, make them the star. You have to elevate and edify your leaders, right? When we think of leadership again, and you can go all into detail in this other episode that I want to share with you below, but we think that we have to take center stage as the leader. That is actually the opposite of what I've always done. I've always stepped back behind the curtain and given my people the opportunity to take center stage, right? That's how you build leaders. Step number five or pillar number five, make it a we thing, right? You're not the dictator. You're not the one calling the shots, telling them what to do. You are actually bringing yourself down. You are coming alongside your people. You're asking for ideas. You know, I can't tell you how many times I say, I have this crazy idea. I have this crazy vision. I have this crazy thought, this crazy goal. Tell me what you think. Like, I don't know if it's a good one, right? I am humbling myself to say, I don't, I don't know. We are better together, right? Our collective minds are so much better together. And so I'm not taking all the credit. I'm not taking center stage. It's not all of my ideas. It is absolutely a we thing. And then number six, hard conversations. And this is a hard one, right? But I was thinking about this so much this morning because I had to go into my kid's school and have a very hard conversation. And I will never forget many, many years ago, hearing a quote that said, it went something like this. You can tell the level of leader by the number of hard conversations that they've had. You can tell or judge the level of leader by the number of hard conversations that they've had. That means, yes, I get to speak life. Yes, I get to build belief. Yes, I get to do all the good stuff. But as a leader, I also have to have the really hard conversations. And I will tell you something else. You don't get to have the hard conversations, or I should say those hard conversations are not going to be received unless you've brought the love, unless you've built the belief, unless you have spoken life over and over and over, and you've developed that relationship with your people. Then when it comes time to have those really hard conversations to kind of tell it like it is and call people out on their stuff and just bring light to something that nobody wants to talk about, you as a leader are going to be heard, but you as a leader have to lean into that, right? You have to show up to those hard conversations. I get it. We want to like duck and run, right? Like take cover. I don't want to have this conversation, but this is when you rise. This is when you really step up 
through and into your leadership. And you prove to yourself what you're capable of. And again, those hard conversations are going to be heard if you've done the other stuff. So that is how I handle fear coming up in leadership. Thanks guys for tuning in for this Ask Me Anything. Bring me your questions and I will drop the answers on these Thursday episodes. Thanks so much.